Jesus was living in the small town of Capernaum, right on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. If you've ever been there or if you ever go there, you'll notice that the hills around the area seem to rise up from the shore. And it was from those hills that Jesus preached his Sermon on the Mount. You know the one. It starts with what are called the Beatitudes, the Blessed Are Statements, where Jesus says things like, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemakers. Well, our Gospel reading today comes just after those statements and is the second half of a statement which is about our relationship to the world around us. Well, perhaps commissioning would be a more apt description. The first part speaks of being the salt of the earth, something I spoke about a few months ago, reminding us that salt's value is not in and of itself, but how it subtly changes the flavour of things by its presence. And so likewise the followers of Jesus are called to subtly change the world around them by their presence. And the second part of Jesus' commissioning speaks of being the light of the world. Both are statements that give pause for thought, but it's the second one that we shine a light on today. A young boy went with his parents on an organised trip to Europe one summer, and part of their tour included visiting many of the great old cathedrals that seemed to be scattered throughout each country they visited. They thought their young son would get bored as he visited cathedral after cathedral, but he seemed to be enthralled with the massive buildings and in particular their massive stained-glass windows, many of which showed depictions of the disciples or the other saints of the church. He was obviously impressed as he stood looking at these beautiful windows, but they didn't know how big an impression they'd made on him until they returned home. At his first week back at church, he was asked by his Sunday school teacher what he liked the most about the great churches of Europe. And without any hesitation, he said, the windows of the saints. She asked him if he knew what a saint was. As his mind went back to those massive, beautiful stained glass windows, he said, a saint is someone God shines light through. I find it amazing that Jesus had a way of taking what seemed like the small and the ordinary and using them to remind us of our ability and our call to influence and transform the world. When Jesus tells us to let our light shine, he doesn't mean that what we do necessarily has to be big and spectacular and he certainly doesn't mean that we focus the light on ourselves, pointing to what we are doing He is just asking us to not just talk a good talk, but also to take action. Because when we do, our actions will speak for themselves. The light will shine when someone sees the truth being told, when justice is done, when we show compassion and love. And while the task is for each of us, it's also for the Christian community as a whole. We all have a part to play. Once upon a time, there was a great biblical scholar who was also noted for his great piety. 
He spent hours every day secluded in his room studying the scriptures and praying and meditating. One day, a holy man visited the town in which the scholar lived, and on hearing about it, the scholar set out to look for him. He looked first in the church, but did not find him there. He went to a local shrine, but he wasn't there either. He looked in other likely places, but failed to find him. Eventually, he found him in the marketplace. On meeting the holy man, he told him who he was and how he spent hours every day studying the scriptures and in prayer and meditation. Then he said, I have come to seek your advice on how I might grow in the service of God. The advice he got was simple and direct. Looking at him intently, the holy man said, It's easy to be a sage and a saint in your room. You should go out into the marketplace and try to be a saint there. We're not told whether or not the scholar had the courage to act on that advice but it is the kind of advice Christ himself would have given. In fact, this is exactly what he's saying to us in today's Gospel when he says, You are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp to put it under a bowl. They put it on a lampstand where it shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine in the sight of people so that seeing your good works, they may give praise to your Father in heaven. It is easy to let the light shine in the comfort and safety of one's room within the church walls, but that would be keeping the light to ourselves. We're called to let the light shine in the rough and tumble of the marketplace where it's more needed. And I think that's why I admire the work of the Guild so much. They're not afraid to go into the marketplace to shine light in some of the dark places of our world. Every three years, the Guild begins a new strategy, and this year they are at the beginning of their new three-year strategy, Look Forward in Faith. And the theme for this year is Lights and Bushels, taken from the King James Version of Scripture, where we read in Matthew's Gospel, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The Guild begin every new three-year session with new project partners. And this Wednesday when the Guild meets, their six new projects will be introduced in more detail. But for now, I highlight three of them by telling you that they are coming alongside to support BEAT, which addresses issues around eating disorders, an issue that has become more serious during the pandemic lockdown. Home for Good, which helps find homes for vulnerable children, and it's hoped that this project will raise awareness and promote foster care to churches, which means each of us. And Star Child, which is about finding the light in every child. This work is based in Uganda and helps support children with autism and other needs to realise their potential in a society where they are not valued. 
As individuals and as a church, we can help support our Guild members as they become more involved in these projects. But as I mentioned earlier, it's both as individuals and as a church that we are commissioned to be light. Now, our good deeds, as Jesus described them, don't have to be spectacular. They can be ordinary and much more simple, but still give light in a dark situation. I've heard it said that if the earth were flat, you could see the light of a flickering candle 30 miles away. So it doesn't take much light for it to be seen. I want us to notice that Jesus does not tell his disciples how to be light. He simply says, you are the light of the world. And what does light do? Light shines. It chases away the darkness. Sometimes we can be tempted to shake our fists at God and cry, where are you in all this darkness? We need light. But if we did so, I think God's response would be to say, you are the light. In the darkness of disease, of crime, of abuse, of terror, of racism, we are the light. In the darkness of corruption, of injustice, of violence, we are the light. In the darkness of loneliness, of broken relationships, of lost love, we are the light. In the darkness of living a meagre existence, wondering how to feed your family, how to clothe them, how to keep them safe and warm, we are the light. So as we think on these things, I want to close where we began, with Jesus' words from the Gospel of Matthew, this time from the message to reflect on what else we might hear in his commissioning. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a lampstand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a lampstand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with the God, this generous Father in heaven. Let's be a people God shines his light through. And remember, Anything we do for the good of others should not be done for our own glory, but for the glory of God.